Have you ever wondered what an ice sculpture looks like up in person? Maybe you've seen one, but what about an ice carnival? I'm familiar with some ice carnivals up in Quebec, but University City Loop, we're going to find out about that on today's show. Greetings, listeners in listener land. Welcome to St. Louis In Tune with Arnold Stricker and Mark Langston. Thank you for joining us for fresh perspectives on issues and events with experts, community leaders, and everyday people who are driving change and making an impact that shapes our society and world. We're going to return to civility and bring home some fresh flowers just because, wow, especially in this time it's winter. Just think what those would look like along the ice carnival in the U-City Loop. They might be for a loved one or just for you to enjoy. Pick them up from your own garden if it's that season. Visit a flower shop or buy them online. So bring home some fresh, fresh flowers just because that's some great things to do, a visual appeal, especially in the cold and the dead of winter like we are in right now. But maybe you're listening to this in the summertime. You don't have to worry about that, so it's irrelevant. I talked to you about an ice carnival. The 17th Annual Loop Ice Carnival on January 20th is going to take place in the Del Mar Loop from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. We have Jessica Bueller on the line. She's the executive director of Welcome Neighbors STL. She's also the owner of Fusion Media Concepts. She received an award from the Women of Achievement St. Louis in 2019. And she, for the U-City Loop, handles marketing. She's a marketing specialist. Jessica, welcome to St. Louis in Tune. Thanks for having me today. So excited to share about the Ice Carnival and all the new things that we have planned this year. And the Ice Carnival, it's making its comeback because what was COVID restricting it pr- previously to this? Yes, we did not have it for two years because of COVID. So last year was the first year that we brought it back. It was still on a smaller scale. But now this year, it's back in full force and it's going to be bigger than any Ice Carnival we've ever had. We have a lot of new things to add this year and we're excited for people to come out and see some of our surprises. Yeah, so what kind of, what are some of those things that people can anticipate and get them salivating to come to the Ice Carnival on Saturday? Yeah, so we will have more than 50 handmade ice sculptures all throughout the Del Mar Loop. And also something that is so cool that for families, Check out fixes. At 1 p.m., we will have live ice carving demonstrations, and they're going to be doing it with chainsaws. Oh my so gosh. if you want to see how a block of ice starts and turns into this amazing, incredible work of art, you can watch them do the process from start to finish, and they'll be doing a huge piece there. So everybody can come out, check it out, and, and see how they do this. It's really an incredible process. That's interesting. And now, is Sean Leahy going to be doing that? Yeah, so we have full spectrum that will come out and be doing all of the ice carving. They are an incredible team. Last year, they brought all of the ice sculptures up from Texas. So they made them in Texas, then put them on a semi and drove them all the way to St. Louis. But this year, Sean has now opened an office in St. Louis. So his trek will not be nearly as long this year as it was last year. Now, I'm going to prime listeners, stay tuned at our second half because we're going to be interviewing Sean Leahy, owner of Full Spectrum Ice Sculpture, so you can get some more inside information there. And this is just very dazzling because I've seen things in like Quebec, those big winter carnivals that they have up there. And I'm, the weather couldn't be more perfect for a, a winter ice carnival in, in the loop. And so you've got the ice carving demonstrations. You've also got these ice sculptures. You've got a drone show. What's happening with that? 
Yeah, this year, we've never done this before, to have a drone show over Del Mar. So what's going to happen is at 7 p.m., you want to come down to the loop, and you can stand anywhere you want, Del Mar, maybe hop into a restaurant, get some dinner, stay warm, and then pop out at 7 o'clock sharp. And for 12 minutes, we're going to put on an incredible drone show over Del Mar. And of course, all of this is free. Every activity that we're talking about today is, is free for families to come out and enjoy. Now, I'm looking at your map, and folks, you can get a map uh, of the Ice Carnival drone show and actually where a lot of these uh, items are going to be taking place. In the Loop area, it's going to be uh, east of Leland and then even goes on the other side of Skinker a little bit, but mostly between Skinker and Leland and Melville. That's east of Kingsland, for those of you who aren't familiar with Melville or Leland. And now... I see a blues slap shot game. What's that all about? Yeah, so if people want to come out to the Tivoli parking lot, this year we're going to have the Tivoli parking lot closed, and we will have Louie, the blues mascot, coming out also to set up an inflatable slap shot game. So kids can come out and take their best shot to try to get it past the goalie, and there will be all kinds of activities in the Tivoli parking lot for kids, also including a DJ and a warming station. So if and you're outside, we have several heaters that we have rented for people to come, super high power that you can stand in front of and, and get warmed up a little bit. And also, as soon as the inflatable slap shot game is done at 5 p.m., then we will have our fire performers in the Tivoli parking lot. And this year, it's not going to just be fire. It's also going to be LED light performances as well. So there will be a stage in the rear of the Tivoli parking lot where everybody can come hear the live music, and then once that's over, we'll flip to the fire performers. So anywhere that you're standing around in the Tivoli parking lot, you'll easily be able to see the, the fire and light show. So I, I think of fire performers, I think of people that shoot fire out of their mouths or twirling a fire baton. What, what exactly is this going to be? So depending on the wind, it really depends on the temperatures and the wind. We'll be doing some fire eating and fire breathing. Oh, my God. But if it is too windy, then that it's all about making sure everybody's safe, uh, having a good experience for everyone. So if it is too windy, then it will just be with hula hoops and different, different contraptions and different things. Of a team of six people will be coming out together. They'll be going one at a time. And then at the very end, at 530, they'll have a grand finale performance of all six of them coming out together and showing everybody their best move. Now, I see that there's also going to be some food there. I love this, a hot chocolate rooftop bar at the Moonrise. And, but there's things scheduled along the way. I'm going to mention some of these things. If you would just throw in a little bit, this is not a pun, as I was looking at the axe throwing. If you would uh, illuminate us just a little bit on each one of these, just to prime people to show up at the U-City Loop. That's this Saturday, the 20th, between 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. The axe throwing, what's that all about, Jessica? We have a brand new business coming into the loop. They have not opened their doors yet. It's going to be called Hatchet House. There's one in St. Charles currently. So they will be opening the doors for the first time to let people know that they will be opening up uh, in a couple months from now, but to give people a view of the space, to let them know about the activities that are coming, and to let people know what, what axe throwing is all about. I've learned quite a bit about it recently, and it is really neat to see how this is done, to learn the techniques, and to watch some of these act masters do it. I had never heard of an act master before, but now I have. And so you guys should stop there too and learn all about it. That's pretty cool because at Blueberry Hill, they have a bullseye contest. That makes sense. In the dart room there, 
you mentioned the Slapshot game. Are there penguins going to be there because there's going to be a penguin crossing? We do have penguins. We have the penguin mascots that will be there. Lots of great photo opportunities, and all of this is free to come out, bring your camera, take some incredible selfies. We also have some really cool, unique ice carvings that have the face cut out. So you can stand there with your friends and put your face into the middle of the ice sculpture and be a part of whatever that image is. So we have some really cool surprises of what those will be. So I don't want to give those away. So you have to come down and, and check it out. And last thing I want to ask you about is a tattoo scavenger hunt. Yeah. So we have nine different businesses that are participating in this. So what you do is you go look on the map. Everybody can go to visitloop.com. And on there's an interactive map of all of the different events for the day. And it tells you the nine different businesses that you can stop into. This is for adults or for kids. And you go in, get the tattoos. They will put it on you any place that you choose. And then you go to the Magic Mini Golf to claim your prize at the very end of the tattoo scavenger hunt. Magic Mini Golf is that new venue that's opened up on Del Mar. And the kids are going to be taken care of. There's a petting zoo there. A bowling strike contest, hay rides up and down Del Mar? Yeah, so Del Mar Boulevard will be closed because we want to make sure it's a family-friendly event that if people can walk freely along Del Mar. If you're on one side and would like to get your family to the other side of Del Mar, just keep your eyes out for two different vehicles that will have their tractors. They'll be providing hay rides to go back and forth up and down Del Mar since you won't be able to take your vehicle. Wow. Anything else to to let us know of really why we should be there other than everything that you've described to us, which sounds great? Yeah, so something else new this year is that in the past, we did a $1,000 giveaway that was frozen in ice cube. But this year, we've increased it to a $1,250 giveaway. So we will have more than 10,000 coins frozen in different containers up and down the loop. And you can reach your hand in there and pull an ice cube out, and it will either have a $1 coin in it, or it will have a chocolate candy coin in it. And it's funny because sometimes you'll see some of the kids reach their hand and pull out a dollar, and they cry because then they want candy. So we always make sure that everybody gets what they want in the end. Just another fun way for people to come down and have a great time. That sounds outstanding. That sounds outstanding. Folks, if you can make it, Please show up at The Loop. It's this Saturday, the 20th, between 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. There's going to be a drone show at right at 7 a.m., right after that. There's a lot to see, and I want to encourage you to go to visittheloop.com, visittheloop.com. You can get a map there. You can get additional information in addition to what Jessica has told us about. Jessica, thanks for coming on St. Louis in Tune and talking to us about this. Thanks so much for having me. You take care. Thanks, you too. Bye-bye. Wow, folks, that's something to think about to do. It's very important that you take advantage of some of these activities, especially in the wintertime, because sometimes you can just hole up inside in, in your living room, in your den, in your bedroom, in your kitchen, in your dining room, and wherever you are, watch TV, get on the computer, do stuff, and just be able to get outside, see sunshine. Hopefully it will be sunshiny. I think it will be on Saturday. And even though it's called Bundle Up, there's a lot of warming stations. There's a lot of restrooms are available. Food is available through food trucks, et cetera. But the activities, she didn't even mention some of these. I'm going to go through the map here so you can listen to this. The Hatchet House, the Axe Throwing, we talked about that. The Bullseye Contest at Blueberry Hill. The Blues Slapshot Game. 
which will be at the Tivoli parking lot. And then the Infernos are going to, those are the fire folks. That's at 4.30. There's a DJ playing music all throughout the time in the Tivoli parking lot. The Skinker and Delmar is the Penguin Crossing. Skinker and Delmar, there's also a snowman bounce house. There's a snow machine there at the Magic Mini Golf. They have a shuffleboard shot contest. And that's where you would, the scavenger hunt prize pickup is. At 6142 Delmar, there's a snow globe. Back across the street, across at the pageant, there's a snow throw game. The Moonrise has a hot chocolate rooftop bar and a food truck and a petting zoo there. The petting zoo will be there all day. At the Pinup Bowl, they're having a bowling strike contest. And then all along Del Mar, they have these ice sculptures, but they're going to be doing the live ice carving demonstration at Fitz's. That's at 6605 Del Mar, right on the corner there. That's a lot. The Ice Carnival drone show between Skinker and Del Mar, or that's going to be at Skinker and Del Mar. It's going to be visible from a mile away. So check these things out. That's this Saturday, January the 20th, the 17th annual Loop Ice Carnival. In the loop, it's back. Let's embrace the winter chill. We're getting used to that. At least I am. I don't know about you. I am. And I, these ice sculptures are just, they're crazy. I can't, I can't talk about those enough. I don't know how they're going to be done, but we're going to find out in the second half of the show when we talk to Sean Leahy, who's the owner of Full Spectrum Ice Sculptures, who's going to be doing those ice sculptures. And I also wanted to mention Louie, the Blues mascot, St. Louis Blues mascot. He's going to be making some special appearances during the day. Be on the lookout for Louie. You've got the, where is it here? The hay rides all day long. Unbelievable kinds of stuff. So mark your calendars. It's going to be some frosty festivities. I got to open my mouth when I say that. Frosty festivities. A celebration of community spirit and the joy of winter. Bring your friends and family for a day of laughter, entertainment, and unforgettable memories. That's the 17th Annual Loop Ice Carnival. Can't wait to see you there in the Del Mar Loop, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. January 20th. Wow, folks, that's something to to think about to do. It's very important that you take advantage of some of these activities, especially in the wintertime, because sometimes you can just hole up inside in, in your living room, in your den, in your bedroom, in your kitchen, in your dining room, and wherever you are, watch TV, get on the computer, do stuff, and just be able to get outside, see sunshine. Hopefully it will be sunshiny. I think it will be on Saturday. And even though it's cold, bundle up. There's a lot of warming stations. There's a lot of restrooms are available. Food is available through food trucks, etc. But the activities, she didn't even mention some of these. I'm going to go through the map here so you can listen to this. The hatchet house, the axe throwing, we talked about that. The bullseye contest at Blueberry Hill. The Blues Slapshot Game, which will be at the Tivoli parking lot. And then the Infernos are going to, those are the fire fire folks. That's at 4.30. Uh, there's a DJ playing music all throughout the time in the Tivoli parking lot. The Skinker and Delmar is the Penguin Crossing. Skinker and Delmar, there's also a snowman bounce house. There's a snow machine there at the Magic Mini Golf. They have a shuffleboard shot contest, and that's where you would the scavenger hunt prize pickup is. At 6142 Del Mar, there's a snow globe. Back across the street, across at the pageant, there's a snow throw game. The Moonrise has a hot chocolate rooftop bar and a food truck and a petting zoo there. The petting zoo will be there all day. At the Pinup Bowl, they're having a bowling strike contest. 
And then all along Del Mar, they have these ice sculptures, but they're going to be doing the live ice carving demonstration at Fitz's. That's at 6605 Del Mar, right on the corner there. So that's a lot. The Ice Carnival drone show between Skinker and Delmar, or that's going to be at Skinker and Delmar. It's going to be visible from a mile away. So check these things out. That's this Saturday, January the 20th, the 17th annual Loop Ice Carnival. In the Loop, it's back. Let's embrace the winter chill. We're getting used to that. At least I am. I don't know about you. I am. And I, these ice sculptures are just they're crazy. I can't, I, I can't talk about those enough. I don't know how they're going to be done, but we're going to find out in the second half of the show when we talk to uh, Sean Leahy, who's the owner of Full Spectrum Ice Sculptures, who's going to be doing those ice sculptures. And I also wanted to mention Louie, the blues mascot, St. Louis Blues mascot. He's going to be making some special appearances during the day. Be on the lookout for Louie. You've got the, where is it here, the hay rides all day long unbelievable kinds of stuff so mark your calendars it's going to be some frosty frosty festivities i gotta open my mouth when i say that frosty festivities a celebration of community spirit and the joy of winter bring your friends and family for a day of laughter entertainment and unforgettable memories that's the 17th annual loop ice carnival can't wait to see you there in the del mar loop 11 a.m to 7 p.m january 20th this is arnold strick with mark langston of st louis in tune we'll be right back We plan a show for St. Louis in Tune. We strive to bring you informative, useful, and reflective stories, as well as interviews about current and historic issues and events that involve people, places, and things. And while St. Louis in Tune originates from the Gateway City and covers local topics, we also connect what's going on nationally as well. Our topics cover a wide range of arts, crime, education, employment, Faith, finance, food, health, history, housing, humor, justice, sports, and that's just to name a few. We know there's many radio stations, programs, even podcasts that you could be listening to, and we're glad that you've chosen to listen to St. Louis In Tune. If you've missed any of our previously aired programs of St. Louis In Tune, simply visit stlintune.com. That's STL intune.com there you'll find every show from our first to our most current use the search engine to look for a show that might interest you from one of the many topics that we've covered and drop us a line and tell us how we're doing you can do that at stlintune at gmail.com that's stlintune at gmail.com st louis in tune heard monday through friday on the u.s radio network.com and many great radio stations around the U.S. and, of course, right here in St. Louis. And don't forget, check out our website, stlintune.com. That's stlintune. This is Arnold Stricker of St. Louis In Tune on behalf of the Dred Scott Heritage Foundation. In 1857, the Dred Scott decision was a major legal event and catalyst that contributed to the Civil War. The decision declared that Dred Scott could not be free because he was not a citizen. The 14th Amendment also called the Dred Scott Amendment, granted citizenship to all born or naturalized here in our country and was intended to overturn the U.S. Supreme Court decision on July 9, 1868. The Dred Scott Heritage Foundation is requesting a commemorative stamp to be issued from the U.S. Postal Service to recognize and remember the heritage of this amendment by issuing a stamp with the likeness of the man Dred Scott. But we need your support and the support of thousands of people who would like to see this happen. To achieve this goal, we ask you to download, sign, and share the one-page petition with others. 
To find the petition, please go to DredScottLives.org and click on the Dred Scott Petition Drive on the right side of the page. On behalf of the Dred Scott Heritage Foundation, this has been Arnold Stricker of St. Louis in Tune. It is the power of love no matter what season it is. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston of St. Louis in Tune. Welcome back. So, again, I want to reiterate the 17th Annual Loop Ice Carnival, Saturday in the Del Mar Loop, January 20th from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Check that out. In thinking about ice carnivals or ice festivals, sometimes they're called internationally, I had mentioned Quebec, but here are the apparently the world's 10 best ice festivals. And this is a big deal, especially if you're living in a climate that is mostly on that side of the the thermometer the snow village in lapland which is located 200 kilometers above the ice arctic circle i guess they would have a lot of that going on up there they have a snow hotel offering delicious meals in their spectacular ice restaurant then there's the ice music festival which is a unique festival in i may not be pronouncing this correctly gilo norway and apparently it brings hundreds uh, of artists and individuals to gather on the first full moon of the year to create working musical instruments from ice and snow. Very interesting. Then there's the Ice Magic Festival, which takes place at Lake Louise in uh, Canada uh, at the National Park there. And they have uh, a theme which uh, competitors uh, have to bring out their ice artwork and the competition takes about 36 hours, and they display their artwork. Then there's the International Festival Competition of Snow and Ice Sculpture that's hand, that's done uh, in Russia. And I'm looking at one of these pictures here, and it's some individuals on a bicycle. It's just it's crazy. So you have teams from uh, the U.S., China, Japan. They travel to Siberia to... <laughs> handle this festival where they create uh, a lot of very interesting things. Then Edmonton in Canada has the their ice festival, uh, a lot of they say a lot of food, music and fun and that happens during the lowest time, lowest temperature time of the year and they have artists that come around. So this is the, it's a real big deal. I'm, I can't wait to uh, talk to our next guest Sean about these ice festivals because he's participated in these. Then there's the Budweiser International Snow Sculpture Festival in Breckenridge and Breckenridge is known just for a ski place but they also have a s- snow sculpture festival. Some works as high as 12 feet sometimes as much weight as 20 tons blocks of snow to work with, and they have 65 minutes to complete their work. The International Snow and Ice Sculpture Festival in Paris. It's in its 26th year and happens every January. The Snow King Festival, which takes place in Canada. It's held in Yellowknife, the capital and largest community in the Northwest Territory. Not a lot, not a lot going on up there at, at any time, but that's the time you want to do it. And then the one I mentioned that I'm familiar with, not because I've been there, but I've seen a lot of pictures and have been more familiar with this one, is the Quebec Winter Carnival in Quebec City. And lastly, the International Ice and Snow Sculpture Festival, which takes place in northern China in the city of Harbin, and that dates back to the 1960s. Actually, the one in Quebec dates back 60 years also. Some very interesting 
ice festivals held internationally. And I think, I don't know what you think when you talk about ice sculptures. You mostly see those at weddings or some kind of special event like that. Sometimes it's a culinary event. They use those a lot for a, a centerpiece kind of thing. You might see a swan or, or something like that. But you see these at big events, spectacular kinds of things where large celebrations are happening and weddings are doing these now. I've seen one online that actually is, and I believe it's our guest has done this, just huge wedding setup and there are fountains and everything else going on. I don't know how they keep the ice from melting. I'm going to have to ask him about that. There's, And then to do it, we're going to ask him about how they do it. Do they use what kind of power tools? You obviously have to use power tools. I'm sure back in the day and the original ones, you it was just a chisel and a hammer and you just had to be really good at what you're doing. But Sweden has this ice hotel and I just can't imagine staying in an ice hotel or going to, I know there's some individuals who that's how they live and that's part of ice sculpting in a different way, but it's not how we know it in modern day. Uh, so think about some of that stuff. Check some of those things out. I'm looking at icesculptingsecrets.com, icesculptingsecrets.com, and talks about, uh, it looks like this one hotel just looks like a uh, Russian mansion that just got sprayed with water when the temperature was about um, zero or 50 below. And these, all these icicles hanging off of it, but apparently it is made out of ice. Think about that. We were going to uh, take another brief break while we get our guest on the line and we uh, get him uh, charged into his seat and his microphone and everything else like that. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston of St. Louis In Tune. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to St. Louis In Tune with Arnold Stricker and Mark Langston. Glad that you hung on. We've got our guest on the line. Sean Leahy, he graduated in 2005 from Webster University here in St. Louis with a bachelor's in studio art. He is now in his six, more than, with more than six years at Ice Visions, he's carved thousands of sculptures, managed hundreds of setups and deliveries. He's done some things for the St. Louis Blues, Make-A-Wish Foundation, the U-City Loop Ice Carnival, which we talked about. He has participated in some local and national competitions, taking first place and earning a silver medal at Mount Holly, New Jersey's Fire and Ice Competition. And he's been recognized by the National Ice Carving Association as a certified professional ice carver and ice educator. Sean, welcome to St. Louis in Tune. Hi, thanks. Yeah, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Wow. So when I think about this, I, I, I go crazy in my head because as we were talking to Jessica in the first half of the show about the ice sculptures... And you normally would see those at a real special occasion, or now they're at weddings and holidays and even birthdays. Let, let's go back to how did you get your start in this? Yeah, so you mentioned I've got my studio art degree uh, from Webster University. I, I didn't really have a great game plan from a uh, career standpoint there, but my older brother's a chef, and he took a little bit of art or ice sculpture during his uh, garbage day training in uh, culinary school and worked some of those events where ice sculptures were being displayed and was like, oh, you can check that out. So they uh, started working at a place in town for a while and then caught the small business bug along the way and 
2010, I opened my own business, Full Spectrum Ice Sculpture. Now, you have now we you were also uh, in Vienna, Austria for a little bit. Did you do any ice sculpting or any learn anything over there that can have contributed to what you're doing right now? Uh, nothing ice-specific. So that was my pre-ice age era. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there was plenty of good art to be seen, the architecture and, and all the historical pieces that you might see in an in art gallery were really cool. And yeah, definitely, I, that's what I'd love to do now more since to the way it's commission-based, where at the Loop Fest, you'll see a ton of sculptures up and down the street that are all mainly logos and fun photo opportunities. But then I'll be doing the demo at Fitz's parking lot, and that'll be more of actual, I've got the saw going, and I'm out there sculpting freestyle. So I do like to do that and translating some older works, so just looking at them and wondering how they did it or what tools they might have used was definitely inspiring at least. So Now walk us through how this whole process works, because I think, as I would think, you, you get this big block of ice and then you start to carve on it with a chisel or a hammer or people think a chainsaw like you would use on wood. I'm sure it's a little bit different. And then there's some, I'm sure, some intricate tools for a lot of the intricate designs that you see. But I, as I was looking online, the ice is a little bit special on how it's produced, et cetera. Can you walk us through that process so we can understand a little bit about the in, how in-depth you get with this? Sure, yeah. Quickly, the ice that we make, yeah, it, it's clear and more dense than a lot of normal ice if you just let it freeze like in your freezer for instance, and we accomplished that. It's called directional freezing. So it, the blocks actually grow from the bottom up, and then that allows the water to the earth water to freeze first, and then we trim off the top part of the block to have a nice full block for our raw material. And then as far as the sculpting goes, yeah, there is a lot of overlap with woodworking. You're right. It's a remove a lot of the unnecessary material and get a nice strong silhouette going and then yeah once we sand it out to get it all smoothed out and see different bits that span they're like high-powered dremels that you can either get detail or curved lines that maybe you're not able to get with the chainsaw and yeah we have a couple other hand tools as well but we always start every sculpture with a drawing and with a game plan where We'll lay out, like for the Loop Festival again, like all the sculpt, most of the sculptures you'll see up and down the street are what we call single blocks. So it comes out of one block of ice. We will have a few there for photo opportunities that are fun. We got a, a SC soccer player. You can put your face in there and take a picture. But a demo is actually going to be seven blocks of ice. It takes a little bit more strategy and thought process beforehand. And then once we get the block, stacked up how we want it then we can I'll, I'll be end up drawing it on there but i'll have a, a template or like a drawing of the sculpture that i want to do and so i'll be able then it'll be in proportion to the actual material so we'll get the ice all stacked up and stuck together we use our trusty ice glue which is just water we'll get the blocks nice and flat so they can stack up get all our seams tight, and then we'll be punching it out with the saw and digging in there with some of the other hand tools to get the final product. But 
I know before I start what it's going to look like at the end, if that makes sense. As an artist would know. Yeah, that's a, a typical artist. I think they, they know exactly what it's going to look like at the end and know when it's finished. Safety requirements, you're obviously going to wear some goggles or something, and you you got to have gloves on them, I know. Oh, yeah, it'll be nice and chilly out this weekend, so we'll be dressed up to appropriately to keep ourselves warm. But ice sculpting, ironically, is a little bit of a physical art form, and so you don't want to get too dressed up or else it might be too hot when you start, after you start pulling the ice around everywhere but yeah no i wear glasses and a hat but no special safety stuff exactly just other than keeping ourselves warm and yeah the gloves are important have a different a few different kinds of gloves some for just warmth and holding the tools that put off the wind and some for handling the ice i've got a pair that has like a rubber lining and that helps keep the wind off and keep your hands a little cooler because they're, they're a little warmer because there's a some kind of fleece lining to it on the inside, but you don't get a real good grip on the ice because the rubber is slippery. We got some different cotton gloves that aren't so great for keeping your hands warm throughout the cold environment, but and they'll get wet, and then that makes them even colder. But, but you get a good grip on the ice. We'll be rotating through. You must have quite a, a walk-in freezer in texas to be able to do this because <laughs> texas is not going to have your climate like this is right now here in st louis yeah yeah we got that definitely a factor of the the electricity bill in the summer is not very friendly but it feels good when you're working in there when it's 100 degrees outside but yeah we also just opened up a second shop here in town we're going to be ready we've done the loop festival the past two years but always from afar and now we're here in town. We we opened up in September, but I also have two very large walk-in freezers here where we do all the production and, and packaging and storage of not only the raw blocks, but of the, the finished sculpture as well. We like to cold around here, so <laughs> I don't really mind the, the extra cold temperatures outside. It, it should be good for the eye. Feel like as long as everybody dresses up and takes a nice day ride from here to there, that be good. Have a fun, fun time enjoying the environment. So, when someone wants to do an ice sculpture or have a a luge or a sure. single block sculpture, or something like that, do they give you something in mind? I know on your website, I'm on your website right now, and folks, it's fullspectrumice.com. They can pick a probably like a standard model or then they might want to pay a little bit more for their creative kind of thing. Is that how the process goes? Yeah. So typically if we do some corporate events or dinners or whatever, and they have a clear logo, we might match that up with one of our classic silhouettes, like the circle column or the circle pedestal, just because it's nice and clean and traditional or classic, we call them. But if we got one for I think it's called the Wizard Wagon is the name of the store in, in the loop. And they have an anime character that was really cool, a little bit different. And so we're able to customize the image into an ice sculpture 
based on the image they provided, whether it be a corporate uh, logo that they provide, and then we create the proper shape to really highlight that branding for them, or like wedding, if they got a monogram or save the date, something like this, we can usually pull some nice details off of that to incorporate in the sculpture for a nice cohesive look to the entire event. And then same with birthday parties or we got Super Bowl coming up and Mardi Gras is right around the corner. So we got different masks, lose Mardi Gras or like a trophy lose or like football with your favorite team on it. Go build. So <laughs> we can do a bunch of stuff. And that's what I like about the business side, tying it back to my education is that when I was in school, it was so conceptual and it was like, no, oh, draw whatever you want and then explain it to everybody. And that was a, a humongous challenge for me and a lot of my peers as well, especially being on the deadline with school assignments. But to have some parameters for the events that we work on now, what's your budget? What, when is it? What's the theme or some design details? And then to be able to be creative within those boundaries is something that keeps me excited and keeps me interested in doing the work that I've been doing since. 2006. What's the most challenging ice sculpture carving that you've done? Yeah, we probably one of the craziest two weeks ever was I've got a buddy who has a company in Minnesota, and when they hosted the Super Bowl, their whole theme is the Bold North up there. So week one, there's two weeks to the Super Bowl event, and the first week is like media and the teams aren't found. There's a lot of just random activations. And that we designed and built four, I want to know, three very large sculptures. One was like the Minnesota Viking horn. And then I did a, a Super Bowl trophy that was like, I want to say it was 15 feet tall. Oh my gosh. And however, round 3D in proportion. So that was, I think it was like, block device wow. for that sculpture and we were on scaffolding and had hard hats and construction vests and we had a ball but we had a team of guys up there who helped execute the designs that in block layout that i was able to work on and put together for that and we did a heisman trophy replica as well that was also giant and then at one point in the week towards the end of the first week they had L-I, the Roman numerals for the Super Bowl. And they had it on like a wooden pedestal that was maybe four feet tall. I itself overall was maybe 15 feet, including the pedestal, but the ice itself was smaller because it was on the pedestal. And then it was like right down the street from all these bigger pieces that we had been making. And on the fly, they wanted us to recreate the LI from the ground up and the logistics of moving that first one, that was the clincher right there when uh, you see like a huge forklift <laughs> backing down street in Minneapolis with a, an ice sculpture on top of a wooden pedestal just to make some room to start doing these stacks. And so I forget exactly how many blocks there was it ended up being, but I think it was close to 40 blocks of ice, and we were just stacking 
two by two, like a almost like a Jenga tower to get the full height and thickness of the column That's for the, crazy. the numbers. Yeah, that was like a physical and logistic and mental accomplishment in a short amount of time that was I was pretty proud of and the final the outcome came out really great and it was cool to be able to pull together with that team up there, different sculptors and then but that was just like the beginning because the next week was when all the parties were, including the sponsors and Super Bowl watch parties and all hell broke loose and we were going crazy for pulling a lot of all nighters over there for about two straight weeks. That was that was a huge accomplishment and I I felt like it was a cool story as well as just to be able to participate in an event of that scale in an area that really prides themselves on ice and winter games and all that other stuff. That was probably my most challenging, exciting, and larger-than-life experience that I've been a part of so far. No kidding. And and when you talk about a, a block of ice, how big is that you're talking about? How big? Oh, block, yeah, raw blocks are like 20 inches wide by 40 inches tall and about 10 inches thick. So it's not quite two feet, but just over three feet tall. But each block, each raw block is 300 pounds. We're talking about tons of ice. We're not exaggerating. <laughs> no kidding. And the Carving Association, the National Ice Carving Association, to be certified as a professional ice carver or an ice educator, how significant is that in what you are doing right now at Full Spectrum Ice? Unfortunately, the organization has gone by the wayside. It's melted? Uh, poor, yeah, in a way, it melted up and it re Regan on Facebook pages. Before Facebook was really a big thing, all these guys who were starting out in the 80s and 90s, they would host these competitions primarily is how it started out. And they wanted to have some standardized rules and judging criteria and all that. And then, by, so I did some competitions through them as I was starting out. And then they started to try and branch out a little bit more. It wasn't just like chefs who did sculpture for their buffet anymore, which is historically how it was. But there started to be businesses where it was like mine now, where that's the primary job is to be the expert in making these products and take a little, so to speak, for their responsibilities in that. But at the time, the group was pretty big. It had a few hundred people in it uh, nationally. And uh, yeah, just like the judging criteria, they were making an effort to create different standard levels for business professionals and educators to teach proper techniques for how to carve that they pass down or standards throughout the industry. So. At the time, I saw it as a differentiator for myself amongst my peers. And when I was looking to start my business, that's how I ended up in Austin was I was looking at fastest growing cities, according to like Inc. and Fast Company magazine, and then cities without certified Nike sculptors. And busted out the old Venn diagram there. Landed on a few cities that caught my attention. And then my parents had the opportunity to move 
to San Antonio, which is not that far from Austin, and moving to a different city to start a business with no network seemed crazy enough. And so we decided to move in proximity to somebody, at least in the family. And yeah, been going good ever since. So. That, that makes sense. And we've been talking to Sean Leahy. He's owner of Full Spectrum Ice Sculpture. And you can check them out online, fullspectrumice.com, fullspectrumice.com. And you can see him. He's going to be doing a live ice carving demonstration at 1 o'clock at Fitz's. And that's during the Loop 17th Annual Ice Carnival. That's this Saturday, the 20th. So come on out. You can see Sean. He's going to be, he's going to rev the chainsaw and all of his equipment up and watch him do what he just described to us online here. Sean, thanks very much for coming on St. Louis in Tune. Yeah, we hope to participate in some good events this year and moving forward from our new shop here in town. So thanks again. Sounds great, Sean. Thank you, sir. Okay, thank you. Wow, folks, that's incredible stuff. That's incredible stuff. And to see it in person is a lot different than to talk about it or see it in pictures or in a book or online and things like that. And to get a little bit background about what happens, I think is helpful to appreciate what goes into these ice sculptures. Our word of the day is peccant, P-E-C-A-N-T, peccant. And it means sinful or violating a rule. And it comes from the Latin. I'm not a Latin expert, folks, so don't take me on my Latin pronunciation. Pecare to err. And it also ultimately comes from the root word of ped, which means foot. So the earliest recorded meaning of peccant was unhealthy or diseased, and over time it morphed into a more of a, a figurative or metaphorical sense of sinful or erring because it's speculated that coming from this Latin to err and from foot, it means having an injured foot or stumbling. So stumbling was this metaphor for being unhealthy or diseased or being sinful or erring. So peccant is the word. It's an adjective, and you might want to try and incorporate in your, that in your vocabulary today. So a couple, we'll close out today with a couple funnies here. This is a weather thing. I love this as some advice from a weatherman. He says, if you rarely drive, if you rarely drive on snow, just pretend you're taking your grandma to church. There's a platter of biscuits and two gallons of sweet tea in glass jars in the back seat. She's wearing a new dress and holding a crock pot full of gravy. Here's another one. Everyone told Sam not to sing, but Sam sung anyway. One night, I was babysitting my neighbor's six-year-old kid. She kept staring at me, and finally she asked me why I was so ugly. And without thinking, I said, I'm you from the future. And she cried for 20 minutes. I just fired myself from cleaning my house. I don't like my attitude, and I got caught drinking on the job. The officer said, you drinking? I said, you buying? We just laughed and laughed. I need bail money now. And it blows my mind that NASA is able to receive data from 4.67 billion miles away, but I can lose my Wi-Fi signal in the kitchen. We appreciate you being here. Don't forget about the Loop Ice Carnival, January 20th, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., the ice carving demonstration at 1 p.m. outside of Fitz's. 
That's all for this hour. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can listen to additional shows at stlintune.com. Consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or your preferred podcast platform. Your feedback helps us reach more listeners and continue to grow. Thanks to Bob Berthasel for our theme music, co-host Mark Langston. We thank you for being a part of our community of curious minds. St. Louis in Tune is a production of Motif Media Group and the U.S. Radio Network. Remember to keep seeking, keep learning, walk worthy, and let your light shine. For St. Louis in Tune, I'm Arnold Stricker.